At GoDaddy.com, we believe you can do amazing things on the internet. Start with a domain name, then build yourself a website or have GoDaddy build one for you. From hosting an online shopping carts to SSL certificates, GoDaddy has the tools you need at prices to fit any budget. Get your .com for $5.49 when you use the code LAP1 at checkout. GoDaddy.com. Domains, websites, and everything in between. Are you ready to have your mind exploded? This is PlayStation Radio UK. PlayStation Radio UK. It is Wednesday. The what's the date? It's the first of Feb. Mm. Pinch punch first there. I'm for you around the first. It's four o'clock. And uh, I'm Ben, and Simon is here. Hi Ben. Hey man, how's it going? It's going good. Hasn't been long since we last did something, but you weren't there because you let us down. Uh, I was. I was literally on my computer. I just didn't want to interact. Oh, nice. Thanks for that. Just thought I'd let you know. <laughs> I still haven't spoken to Patrick yet, though. Yeah, he's not here today. Why is Why is he not here? Because he sucks. I don't, Did you um, ask him if he wanted to come? I think he's stealing cars again. Okay. That's what he told me. So keep an eye on him, police listeners. Yeah, because we have we have a lot of listeners in the police force. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I just yeah, you know, just wanted to make sure things were things were okay. Now. Simon. Yes. Eagle-eared ben. listeners, if there is such a thing, would have noticed that at the start of the movie thing <laughs> that we did, we yes. um, got to move a bag. It's very loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did. It's got body parts in it. We did. We no. We didn't. We we didn't. We had a little um, promo thing, didn't we? Yeah. For GoDaddy.com. And uh, we are pleased to announce that we are now officially brought to you by GoDaddy.com. And if you don't know what GoDaddy is, it is a preposterous name, I know, it's ridiculous. It makes me laugh every time I look at it. But they are the... GoDaddy. GoDaddy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I am informed that they are the uh, Internet's largest domain registration service. So they will host web domains and that sort of thing. And we have an exclusive discount that you can use, which is Lab1, L-A-B-1. And uh, it gets you money off if you want to buy, I don't know, PlayStationRadio.com. You could do that, because it's free, I know, because I looked it up when I was buying the domain for our website. So you can get that if you want, and it'll, you'll get a discount. We had to find out how much of a discount, but I did try the code and it does work. So awesome. you can do that. You can host uh, your website on there and all sorts of things. So, funny story. Why uh, is it Lab1? Why is that the code that they have to use? Well, I told you this the other day, and uh, I thought I thought we were going to keep this a secret, Simon. I'd rather not. 
<laughs> Simon says, embarrass yourself. Okay, well, basically, the very nice man who put this all together for us, he, um... Uh, he... <laughs> it turns... Well, we're a stand-in for another podcast that turned down the sponsorship deal for various reasons. Um, but they already had the... Uh, the jingle and the code already made up and stuff for them, but then they pulled out at the last minute, so that left us. And uh, turns out that podcast was the number one rated uh, lesbian and gay uh, interests pod- podcast on on iTunes um, called Homo Lab, also and hosted by Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and no, really. and um, that's why it's called. That's why our code is Lab One. So that's Homo Lab. And it's not funny. It's not funny. I know. I think, maybe, <laughs> I think maybe the reason they pulled out at the last minute, as you said... Oh, come on. <laughs> um, is because a, a gay podcast being sponsored by GoDaddy. It's a bit... I, it's a bit risky. Well, I do know the actual reason, but I don't think it was that. <laughs> I don't think it was that, Simon. I think it was. I just don't think they told anyone. <laughs> no. I can assure everybody it wasn't that. So, we're now brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Go there, use the code LAB1, and you can get discounts on on, uh, on your web domains and stuff, even if you just want to own them. So, because um, if you own the web domain, you can make your own uh, personalised email address, such as um, BobbyBigNuts at um, whatever web domain you've got dot com or dot co dot uk or whatever it is you can make yes. your own personalized emails like we have you know we've got those haven't we simon yeah so we have simon at playstation radio dot co dot uk mm. and uh i have ben dot potter at playstation radio dot co dot uk because i did register ben at playstation radio dot co dot uk but then i messed up and had to make a new one so <laughs> go me oh simon Yes. Something I forgot to mention last episode. I got a tattoo done the other week. Oh, yeah. Um, totally forgot to mention it. It is a video game-related tattoo. It's the first tattoo I've ever had done on my body, and it's on my left inner bicep. I was going to say left testicle then. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus, that would hurt. It's pretty adventurous <laughs> for a first tattoo. Um, and it is... It says, Sick Parvis Magna which is the inscription from Sir Francis Drake's ring from Uncharted, which is greatness from small beginnings. Now, the literal... You should have got it tattooed on, on your ring. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> the literal... So much blood. The literal <laughs> translation um, is small, so great, which uh, I was a bit concerned by. But, um, yeah, it's there, and I've had it for a few weeks now, and everything is fine. But you're glad you didn't get it tattooed on your genitals now. Of course I am. Of course <laughs> Small, I am. so great. <laughs> it's not the best advertising, although whoever it was that was inspecting my genitals would have to perhaps um, have played Google. Would have to Google, um, Google Translate, perhaps the Latin. Yeah. But even so, even if you played the Latin, um, fucking hell, even if you played Uncharted and you recognised it and looked it up it would still be translated on all the websites as greatness from small beginnings. It's only the literal translation. Yeah. Only the literal translation. Okay, well, let's move on to the news. Or, not the news, the the game of the week. Can I complain about something first? Yeah, complain away. Okay. Simon, have you... 
Okay, what is it? I'm really hurt now. Have you heard of a chain of shit restaurants called Big John's? No. Okay, well, we've, we've got a couple in Leicester, and they're not great. So I went down there earlier because they do really cheap food, and they had a pizza. It was like two ninety nine for a 12-inch pizza or something. Okay. Or salt in. So I went there, ordered that, cheese and tomato, fine. Um, got my pizza, came home, opened up, and it's covered in chilies and olives and sweet corn and pineapple. Like, no meat. Nothing exciting, just covered in this shit, and I can't be... Anything out of ten. Sorry? Anything you can get out of ten. Well, exactly. And they just dumped all, like, the... uh, And olives as well, and I hate olives, and I don't like chilies, and I hate pineapple on pizza, and I'm not a fan of sweet corn, and I was really pissed off. But I ate it anyway, just, just to be defiant. But this wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't an isolated incident, but I went in there with a friend a couple of weeks ago, and he also ordered a cheese and tomato pizza and it was covered in peppers and olives and all that shit and I think the guy behind the counter must just be really fed up and bored of his job so he just tries to dick over customers that aren't eating in so then they only discover the horror when they get home well I think what you have to do from now on is check before you leave I will, I'll check myself before I wreck myself and if they get it wrong, I'll just throw it at his face. Because I know who it is. It's the same guy. He always looks pissed off. When you make it the pizza. No, it wasn't. He's he's not Italian. No Italians working in pizza restaurants in the in the UK, unfortunately. I think they'd probably do a better job. Oh, there is in Scotland. You have Italians in Scotland? Yeah. Wow. Cultured. I know. Anyway, that's. I just wanted to moan about that. So if you ever go near a Big John's, just go away from it. Okay. Okay. That's cool. All right. Just, oh well. just wanted to share. Just making conversation here, buddy. Not sure that we have Big Johns in Scotland. There's like five in the country, to be fair. Okay. Some chain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know. So, let's move on. Game of the week. Yes. Which is? Uh, is this my responsibility? Yes. Okay. Um, we, yeah, neither of us have really played anything new, obviously, because there's nothing out. So, we're going to talk about Resistance 3. Which I don't have. So. Yeah, do you want to tell a story about that? Oh, yeah. Fuck. Um, so, one of our listeners, Phil, was playing Resistance one night with Ben. It was a couple of nights ago, actually. A couple of nights, yeah. And uh, I thought, oh, I'll go pick up Resistance and I can maybe at least join in and have something to talk about when it comes to the podcast on Thursday. Mm. Uh, So I went out to Blockbuster. Uh, The only thing they're good for now is buying used games and used DVDs, anything cheap like that, because it costs just as much as it would online if you bought it new, but you get it the day you go out. So you have to weigh up your options. So I got it used, went home, found out I needed an online pass, which was going to cost me seven pounds. Woo! Um, uh, ben thankfully found a, a website where I could get it nice and cheap online. I bought it new and took back the used copy, and I still don't have resistance. <sighs> so sad. Yeah. But that's what I you don't. Get. I don't like online codes. I think they're fucking bullshit. 
I find them annoying, but I do understand them. Mm-hmm. I think it's got to a stage where we can't really complain about it anymore and just accept it. But, um, yeah, they are very, very annoying, especially if, you know, you just want to pick up a game to play with some friends. But uh, even if you had got it, Simon, and it had worked, you wouldn't have been able to play with us because we were doing... Uh, yeah, no. The uh, campaign, which is only two-player, unfortunately. But with games like um, with like Battlefield, all the EA games that go online, a code will cost about seven pounds or something. If they made it cheap, two pounds, I would pay it. Because sometimes you might get lended a game. You're not even paying for it. It's not you're you're not buying a used game. You've got it online. Yeah. And low. you'd happily pay two pounds to go online. But you wouldn't want to pay anywhere near ten pounds because that's getting to the point where you may as well go out and buy the game. But the reason they have online passes is to dissuade from borrowing or second-hand, you know, buying second-hand. They want you to buy it new, so it comes with the code. So the more expensive the code, I mean, I'd love to see the sales figures of these codes. I want to see if anybody's actually justified the cost of buying it pre-owned and buying the code as well, um, because the chances are that's probably going to make up for, you know, new, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's it's a deterrent more than a more than just a way to make more money, although it is. But you know what I mean. Um, but that's unfortunate. It it is an incredible game, though. I mean, I've been uh, I'm working on a project with Phil at the moment that you will hear in the coming weeks. It's going to be an episodic type thing, radio drama type thing that we're currently trying to figure out at the moment, um, involving resistance. And the way it started off was uh, Phil texted me saying, hey, do you want to play some Resistance? But he did it in a style of sort of a um, a crackling up radio. So, you know, he'd write in asterisks, crackling radio, uh, are you there? And, you know, he'd, it, the crackling would cut off the end of some words and so on and so forth. And I replied in a similar manner, in a sort of narrative style. Um, and it just developed from there to, to where we were sending each other entire narratives, entire stories. And right at the end, it would be like, Oh yeah, what time zone are you in? Or where do you want to meet up? So we've managed to... We're trying to adapt this into a into a script. And then we're going to try and axe it out as best we can. And uh, release it on here for your listening pleasure. So Unintentional Resistance 3 Fan Fiction will, uh, will be gracing your ears soon. At some point. Yeah. And we do want to have some more sketches and stuff. Just to liven up the podcast. Make it a bit more... Make it a bit more happening bit more unique. That's us. That's us. Unique. Breaking ground. Special. <laughs> uh, Resistance 3, though. Fantastic game. Um, I was always a huge fan of Resistance 1. I hated Resistance 2. Um, I mean, it's probably because I'm looking at Resistance 1 with rose-tinted glasses, but I, I think I do prefer the campaign a little bit over Resistance 3, but the campaign in Resistance 3 is just outstanding. It's incredible. I think I really loved the way they they went in terms of making it a uh, a story about one man's survival and his journey to protect his family and his wife and everyone he loves and that sort of thing. Um, to be honest, if you have never played Resistance 1 and 2, you can just pick up Resistance 3 immediately because it has a small summary of everything that happens in Resistance 1 and 2 right at the start of Resistance 3, and then you're playing as a character that only popped up every so often in Resistance 2, um, and none of the characters, well, one of the characters from Resistance 2, um, 
ever stays around for a significant amount of time in Resistance 3 and even then he's introduced at the start so basically everything that happens in Resistance 1 and 2 while it contributes to the the world that you're playing in and the lore of the world that you're playing in um, it's it's technically a, a, sep a, a totally separate franchise in a way um, or at least a totally separate series you could you could definitely jump straight into Resistance 3 having no clue about what happened in Resistance 1 and 2 and you'll be absolutely fine and you'll love the game. Mm -hmm. Because each game introduces new weapons and so on and so forth. There's a fantastic uh, leveling system. The more you use your weapon, the you know, it levels up and you get attachments and different fire modes and stuff like that and you can play through the entire single player campaign with a buddy. Um, online was pretty broken when it first came out so I didn't play it much. Um, but I, I trust they've probably fixed that now. Uh, but as we warned, it does come with a uh, a pass, an online pass, so you will need yeah. to buy it new. You can get it for like um, £15 now online. Mm. What was like, that website that you went to, wasn't it? Like Granger Games or something? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. .co .uk. So if you're going to if you're gonna buy it new in the UK, you may as well use that website. Mm. Unless it doesn't show up for me, in which case I'll tell you next episode that that website isn't worth using. <laughs> Because yep. I haven't got any kind of email of dispatching yet. Right. Well, I mean, you pay through PayPal and stuff, but we'll, yeah. uh, which is safe, so we'll find out. We'll find out if it's worth doing. Yes, definitely. But uh, get on that game if you haven't already. It's a bargain at fifteen pounds, and uh, unfortunately, you know, it did struggle sales-wise, probably because Resistance Two was so ass, and also it. I mean, it's got to be partly due to the box art, which is awesome, really cool art. Um, on the front, but you know, if if Joe Bloggs picked that up and looked at it, he's not going to know what it is or what it's about. He's going to think, "Oh, well, that's uh, that looks arty." I'll leave that alone. Yeah. Whereas the Resistance Two box art was just spot on in terms of what it was, which is just a moody-looking soldier holding a what? gun, staring at a puddle. What um what was interesting was when you buy when you buy the game, it comes with a reversible cover. So you can take it out and turn it the other way around, and it's the exact same, except what it doesn't have is any of the shit they used to sell it. It won't say PlayStation Move. It won't say rated 18. Mm. Basically, um, it's, it's, it's a postcard. <laughs> so you turn it yeah. inside out, and it, it looks nice on your shelf. And Icon and Shadow of the Colossus, as far as I'm aware, is the only other game to have done that so far, which is a shame. Mm -hmm. But it's really um, cool. But that's one thing that people complained about was why would they get this RT cover and then to stick all these massive stickers on it? But what they could have done is have a cover that would have maybe sold it more, like you're talking about. Yeah. And then had that one on the inside that you could use yeah. the RT one. They definitely could have done that. Unfortunately, they did make a huge deal about um, about this artist Ollie Moss, who uh, who did who did the art, saying, "Oh yeah, this is going to be our box art. It's going to be awesome. Look how cool we are." You know, trying to break the mold, but unfortunately, I do think that w that will have affected sales. I mean, Resistance Two just lapped Resistance Three in terms of sales figures, and that's such a shame because Resistance Three is a far superior product, and you know, it was one of my favourite games of the year. It's just brilliant, just brilliant. I think it's to do with also the fact that so many games did come out at the same time as Resistance Three that were amazing, and people were still playing Skyrim, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, what? S Sorry. Were, didn't Skyrim come out before? Or what, Resistance 3? Yeah. That came out in like early September. Did it? Jesus. Yeah, ages ago. Ages and ages ago. That's why it's so cheap at the moment. Yeah. Because it's been out for quite a while. But maybe it was. Maybe it must, it must have been marketing because, you know, 
if I didn't know it was out for ages, then random people who aren't really at that into gaming, they're not going to know, are they? Oh, well, I, I mean, I saw adverts for it. I knew it was coming, but um, to be fair, you did drop off the radar for quite a while before we started this uh, the podcast back up again, so you did yeah. miss out on quite a lot. But, I mean, having said that, that, that makes you as blind to the news as any average yeah, consumer would. would be. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, as it didn't sell well, try, and the fact that it's got an online pass, and it's £15, buy it new, help the sales figures. I mean, it, I mean, look at um, Heavy Rain continued to sell very well after it, had, uh, after it had come out across the year, and there's no reason why Resistance 3's sales can't pick up a little bit. I mean, I know I can't make any difference at all, but if you're looking for a good game to play before Mass Effect 3 comes out or whatever, you know... Just give Resistance 3 a go if you haven't played it. It's fantastic. And you know what, Simon? Yeah. What? You know we've got a, a little bit of money now because of this sponsorship thing, which we're yes. very grateful for. Maybe, maybe we could do a competition. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we could give away a copy of Resistance 3. Maybe. Uh, keep your eye on Twitter feeds mm. if, if we're going to do that. And we will talk about it on the podcast. We'll, yes. uh, we'll make a big deal out of it because we don't have a lot of money. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, by Resistance Three, it's fantastic. And Simon, I look forward to playing with you online. Yes, Some what campaign I? shit. Awesome. And uh, is that all we have to talk about? Uh, well, I wanted to give a quick talk about Homefront, which Do I recently want finished. To talk to you about Homefront. What? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I got this on on the recommendation of IGN, who said that it was. Um, a good, a good story, a good single-player game to play. Mm-hmm. But I have found that it isn't as good as they would like you to believe. First of all, it's a game about North Koreans overtaking the US. Taking over. Taking over, yeah. Not overtaking. Driving past. <laughs> Taking over the US. And uh, you start, you end up joining the resistance. And I don't want to spoil the end, so I'm not, I'm not going to. Everybody dies. Not quite. Oh, okay. um, so first of all, it never really feels like the Koreans are that in power. Um, there's a massive village thing that you go to, and there's other resistance there, and it just doesn't seem like you'd think if if um, if if Korea took over the U.S., it would have been much much worse than it is portrayed in the game. Mm. It kind of seems like business as usual for the most part. Uh, the actual shooting was okay. Nothing unique, and it did feel a bit stiff. Nothing to write home about. No, nothing to write home about. Mm. Uh, but the most disappointing thing, the story was a bit undeveloped. It felt rushed. It wasn't immersive the way that the characters grew. And to be honest, they just became annoying. Did you like uh, lying in the pit with all the bodies? That's the only thing I know about the game. Yeah, that was like the only part that actually felt like what would happen if the US did get completely invaded by Korea but that character that I said was annoying is this typical gung-ho American that usually would get killed off at the start of a game um, the kind of guy that shows get some and then runs into battle he's like <laughs> <laughs> he's there guy. throughout the game and he's there when you're in the, in the pit of bodies there is always and one he's just the most annoying guy get you soon um, it's got the guy. usual segments, uh, vehicle sections, platforming, some stealth, some sniping, but nothing is 
done better than we've seen before. Jack of all trades, I'm a master of none, eh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, it's just pretty average, and it might be okay for some mindless weekend, you know, completion. Right. But there's definitely mindless better first... Mindless weekend completion. <laughs> Fuck off. There's better first-person shooters out there on the market. Loving the, the quotes coming from you today. They're brilliant. Thanks. You, I mean, Singularity or Wolfenstein, they're both games that actually tried something new and unique. And hey, that's Singularity. That yeah. was that was a game. That was good. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played the multiplayer yet, but I'll talk about that if I ever do. Okay. I heard it was alright. Does that yeah. game come with an online pass? I'm not sure. It's THQ. Um, they seem like bastards. So the <laughs> chances of that is, is Weren't they going to close high. down? Um, they... they they had financial difficulties, but um, Homefront sold really well. Uh, Saints Row the Third, I think, has nearly done three million units now, and they're, they've recently got. You know, I, I probably should have put this in the news, but I didn't because it wasn't on the front page of IGN, so I didn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, apparently, they are ditching all of their movie tie-in games and stuff that they do, and they're purely focusing now on the sort of hardcore game games like Homefront. Because that's the games they do that sell, isn't it? Mm, exactly, and um, as they as they proved, it doesn't matter how good the game is, as in the case of Homefront, which is, you know, had mixed reviews at best. Um, it's all about the advertising, and, you know, America was just covered in this advertising. I remember listening to IGN podcasts, and they were saying, you know, there was hundreds and hundreds of Homefront balloons like in the river and stuff, and there was just Homefront advertising every everywhere um and uh yeah i mean it's all about the advertising that's probably the reason why the ps vita is bombing at the moment in japan coupled with the fact that monster hunter isn't out hello sign on simon hello what happened there uh i'm not sure no, oh, you're still recording? Yeah. You know what? Should we just carry on and pretend nothing happened? Okay. <laughs> where, where did you hear me up until? Um, You went quiet and I was talking and... I don't know. What did you say? Okay, well, there were lots of balloons in the in the river in San Francisco and, and J- Japan is bombing the Vita. That's basically what I said. Okay. Yeah? Makes sense? Japan, yeah. Uh-huh. Good. Homefront's good, then? No, or, wait, not, so, okay. no, no it's not that good. Homefront's worth a mindless weekend completion. Lol. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we? Shall we move on to the news? Yeah. Okay. You sound. It's like you just had a, like something from the from the Bourne trilogy. Like suddenly you accidentally went on mute and assassins burst through the windows and you just had a fist fight. They're all dead now. I imagine at your feet, but you're just going to carry on because you're like that. <laughs> I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Well, I'm just, you know. Whatever. What are we doing now? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's happening? Nothing, I'm just laughing at you. With you. <laughs> no, uh, which, which section do we do now? Uh, news. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Good afternoon. Here's today's headlines. Kaz Harai is named Sony President. <laughs> Sony is in no rush to reveal the PlayStation 4. 
and a story about a dog. Welcome, I'm Willie McPinch. After joining the company in 1984 and being integral to the development and the success of the PlayStation brand, Kaz Hirai has moved on to better things. With more info is Bobby Bignuts, who's riding a tractor. Hello, I'm riding a tractor. Sony has announced that Kaz Hirai will take over as president and chief executive of Sony. The change was rumoured at the beginning of January, but Sony declined to comment officially at the time. Hirai will step down from his current position as chief of consumer products, a position he has held since last April, to replace Sir Howard Stringer, who will take up a new role as chairman of the board. But just what does this mean for gamers? We'll have to wait and see. Willie? Thank you. After rumours ran amok in the last few weeks, Sony has officially broken its silence. From a poultry farm, here's Bobby. Sony says the PlayStation 4 will likely be the final next-generation console to be revealed. In a new interview, Sony France CEO Philippe Cardon explains that the company is in no rush to reveal its plans for the PS4, and that its situation is different than its competitors. I caught up with Philippe earlier today. So Philippe, just what is going on? <laughs> the Wii is under temperature because it's in decline. As far as we're concerned, we're under a lot less pressure. We want, we were the last to release the PS3. We will probably be the last to announce something. <laughs> I will run away now. <laughs> it's a slow news week here at the PSR UK HQ. So here's a story about a dog. The commonly believed archetype of the Shaggy Dog story is a story that concerns a Shaggy Dog. The story builds up repeatedly emphasising how shaggy the dog is. At the climax of the story, someone in the story reacts with that dog's not so shaggy. The expectations of the audience that have been built up by the presentation of the story and that the story will end with a punchline are thus disappointed. Damn fine reporting, Big Nuts, damn fine. That was today's top stories. We now pass over to Simon Thornton and Ben Potter to discuss today's stories in detail. I'm Willie McPinch, and until next time, your birth certificate is an apology from the condom factory. So fuck off! So, uh, what do you think of, uh... Kaz Harai being named Sony president? Well, I think it's great that he's finally getting to move up in the world. Don't leave us behind, Kaz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do, you, what do you think about Sony being in no rush to reveal the PlayStation 4? I think it's surprising. I think the analyst that predicted that was a moron and should probably be drowned and killed by witches. Mm, I think that just because they were last to release the PlayStation 3 doesn't mean that they should be last again. That's what set them back at the beginning of the next-gen cycle. Yeah. They, if they'd came out at the same time as the 360, they would have had a better start. And I don't know why they would try and say, we're just going to do the same again. <laughs> uh, I, 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 it seems like weird reasoning, but I doubt they'll pull anything out this year. Mm-hmm. I doubt it. It's going to be a little while. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I can wait personally because I don't have the money to throw down on uh, on such a thing. 
of this moment in time. I really want a Vita and I can't afford that. I'm... You know, do you want to know, Simon? Do you want to know how much I live on each week at the moment? I'd love to know. Well, my bills are paid, so I'm fine. But, food budget-wise, I have £5 a week what that I'm fuck? currently How living on. Five How do you live? £5 a week. This is why I go to Big John's. <laughs> because their food is cheap. Not every night. Big John's is a treat. But, I don't... Needless to say, I mean, that I'm... Just because I'm going off such little money um, each week doesn't mean I, I don't have money in the bank. But there is significantly less than I would like, perhaps, to be there. And that is why I, um, I'm very much going to struggle to afford Mass Effect 3 and other such titles that I'm looking forward to. So, I mean, I, I'm not complaining about this, this delay of the, uh, perhaps... You know, the unveiling of the PS4, as I'm sure many others will be. Because some people, you know, are still picking up PS3s now. And like, yeah, finally upgraded to a PS3 from, I don't know, PS2 or a Wii or something. Yeah. Um, And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we've got a new one. Mm. Fucking hell. Leave it. Leave it a year. It has been a few years, though, since it came out. Six. Um, PS2 was six years before the PlayStation 3 came out, I think. True. Obviously, they were still making games after the PlayStation 3 came out, but um, just because we were promised a 10-year life cycle doesn't mean that a new console won't come out in that life cycle. Mm. People will still like playing PlayStation 3 games. They're good games. So. It'll be... My prediction would be that it, they are going to unveil it before the 10-year life cycle is up, but I'm not sure whether it will be released, at least over here, um, until, you know... 2015 at least. That's, I think, 2014. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Well, if we're still doing a podcast, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We will. I, I bet you one new Papayan guinea. What the fuck? It's a real thing. <laughs> okay. And you need to get one. <laughs> it's going to be difficult. I don't know. Um, some other side news. Uh... Pac-Man and Mega Man have been unveiled for Street Fighter X Tekken, and Mega Man is fat for some reason, which is really weird. And I don't know what Pac-Man looks like. It seems preposterous to me, but never mind. Yeah, what what are they going to make Pac-Man look like? I don't know. Don't know, bro. Don't know. And what's his move going to be? Gobble, gobble. Probably. <laughs> don't say that to me again. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It just makes me feel weird. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> All I can imagine is you dressed in a chicken outfit, walking straight up to me, straight-faced, and saying right into my ear, "Gobble, gobble." That's what I need to do for the Eurogamer Expo when I see Such you. Such a nightmare! That is that is dream haunting shit right there. Um, also, <clears throat> the SSX Online Pass will not restrict online play. Apparently. So then, what's it for? Yeah. Just uh, all play. <laughs> <laughs> Making the game work. Um, no, the... Apparently, currency, sort of level-up shit that you earn online, uh, when you when you play it, just sort of like XP and stuff, you will not be able to use. <laughs> so yeah. that sucks. Yeah. The That's well another just... sneaky bastard way of getting us to fucking... Yeah. <sighs> That's about it, mate. Nothing okay. else going on, to be honest. Well then, it's time for Simon's quiz. 
Oh, oh someone agrees. <laughs> I think it's one for yes and two for no. Oh fuck. Now it's time for Simon Square's and it's gonna be really shitty. Now it's time for Simon Square's and it's gonna be really shitty, shitty. He's gonna ask some stupid questions that are gonna be really, really crappy. I am let's get a fuck on me. Okay, Simon's quiz. It is time for Simon's quiz. Providing tense mood music. Ooh, feel free ben. to talk over me. Ben, the yeah. question now is What was Insomniac Games' first game? Oh. Oh. As you um, get more points for as much information on, information on it as you can give me. Is it. Well, I instantly think of the PS1. Okay. And I instantly think of the Spyro series. Mm, not quite. Um, Jack and Daxter was Naughty Dog, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was. Wasn't. Uh, oh fucking hell! You're not gonna I don't get know. it. Then. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right, go on. So, Spyro came out in 1998, but in 1996 they released on the PlayStation One, Disruptor. Oh, of course, I know that one. That's yeah. my favourite. Um. And basically, it's a game. It's like a, a Doom clone. Of course it is. And As it was, was everything. It got scores like 82% and stuff, so it wasn't wow. that bad. Wow. But, next question. What was Naughty Dog's first game? Oh, God. This is going to be something obscure as shit as well. Oh, my isn't God. It? it is the most <laughs> obscure <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, I'd just like to, to prove that I do have minimal knowledge by naming Crash. And Jack and Daxter straight off the bat, although Jack and Daxter I think was PS2. Mm -hmm. But Crash Bandicoot wouldn't have been it, would it? It's something no. like Bahui's. Crash Bandicoot was their first PlayStation game. Oh, okay. But that's not a question. Okay, alright. So, I can't believe you don't have this game, it's like amazing. Go Everyone on. has it. It's called Keith the Thief. No, <laughs> of course. It came out in 1989 on the. 89? On the Apple. Fucking hell. Apple 2GS or whatever the fuck that 2 is. 2GS? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was later ported to the Commodore and the MS DOS. Right, well, um. Okay. And basically, the title character has a cameo appearance as a non player character in another Naughty Dog game, Rings of Power for the Mega Drive. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the funny thing. Reception. The Commodore, Amiga, and Apple versions of the game were reviewed in 1990 in Dragon Issue 157 by Hartley, Patricia, and Kirk Lesser mm -hmm. in the role of Computers Column. The reviewers normally gave a game a rating of from 1 to 5, but they gave the Apple II version of this game an X for not recommended. Oh, shit. <laughs> so it wasn't the best game. It took them a little while to get to where they are today. Um, they're, they're a lot older than I thought they would be. Studio. I wonder how many people that work there are still from nineteen. I imagine the founders will still be there, probably. And that's about it. You wouldn't think. I can't believe they hit bank didn't hit bankruptcy. If that if those are the only two games they released and they weren't great. Well, I'll I'll tell you all the games they released. Hang on. Oh, I can't wait for this. They started with Keith the Thief in 1989, then yeah. 1991 Rings of Power, then mm -hmm. Way of the Warrior in 1994. Of course. Um, if I look at the reception for that, 
while initial response was very positive, the final product was poorly received by both crit both critically and commercially. So another flop. Um, and then they went on to Crash Bandicoot in 1996, and that saved them. <laughs> this is like uh, I think we should form our own conspiracy theory about Naughty Dog. I think they um, they all got abducted by aliens in 1995 wow. because up until then they were making crap games. Yeah. The only explanation is that aliens took or them up into the sky. Maybe they hired more people. Uh, we'd have to look at what happened between that time. And Pretty fiddled polite. with their brains, and um, and and obviously that's the only logical reason that that they are where they are today. Just like you, abducted by aliens. Oh yeah, exactly. I'd never be where I. Okay, am. that's Simon's quiz. Oh, <laughs> you just cut me off when I'm just yep. going for it. All right. Hey, what happens now? I forgot what what does happen now. I think we we go to bed. Okay, well let's end the podcast. Ten to five. Are you there? Yeah. You ever wanted to see your favorite PlayStation women after dark? Oh, no. I know you want to. No, that's Head on over to PlayStationAfterDark.com to see all of your favorite people in one place. Uh. They're going to be doing some dirty ass shit. Mm. Radio then. Uh, our website is still down. We're trying to get it up quickly. Get it up. Get it up. I'm doing my best. Oh. <laughs> uh. Anything else you want to say? You, until then, you can check us out on Twitter, PSR Radio UK. Yeah, PS Radio UK. You can check us out on our individual Twitters at confused underscore dude at what are you Simon at Simon Thornton and two ends at the end. Because yeah, you can't spell, and it was taken. Yes. Um, at uh, Zippy Patrick as well. Pat, Paddy's on there. Pa 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 um, what else? Check out our friends at Game On. Make sure you go to GoDaddy.com and use the discount code LAB1. That will make you have savings and stuff. In fact, I just got an email telling me what the savings are. Should I read it? Ah, uh, fine. Okay, alright, well don't cry about it. Some feedback on price from the client. Normally, they are eight forty nine. I assume this is talking about web domains. Right now, they're on sale on the site for six forty nine. Um, so the f so the five forty nine price is still significantly lower than the list price, and even the sale. What the f what? Okay, right. Well, thanks for that. Goodbye. And uh, next week we'll talk again. Love you. Bye. <laughs>
start with a domain name, then build yourself a website or have GoDaddy build one for you. From hosting and online shopping carts to SSL certificates, GoDaddy has the tools you need at prices to fit any budget. Get your .com for $5.49 when you use the code LAP1 at checkout. GoDaddy.com. Domains, websites, and everything in between.